Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now, Jay Debertson, President and CEO of CHS. Jay, Happy New Year. Hope you're doing well. Happy New Year to you, Jesse, on a fine winter day. Yes, definitely a fine winter day to talk about the quarter one earnings for CHS and, you know, looking at uh, strong global demand once again here, Jay, and overall looks like uh, first quarter earnings for CHS looking pretty robust. Let's uh, let's dive in and give us some of the headline takeaways you have with the first quarter earnings report, Jay. Sure, uh, Jesse. So we're, yeah, we are reporting record uh, record earnings for uh, for the company for our first quarter results at, at about seven hundred eighty three million dollars uh, for just the quarter. Revenues of just under thirteen billion dollars. Um, revenues up about seventeen percent uh, quarter on quarter. Uh, and as we look across across CHS, Jesse, um, you know, good balance ac- across the portfolio in terms of where the earnings came from. Energy was in at about four hundred million dollars of, of earnings. Really strong quarter for energy. Uh, just continues to rebound well from COVID and other issues around the world. And and nice nice returns there. And in our egg platform, which is where our processing, our grain handling business, our retail operations, um, uh, and and agronomy operations lay uh, about two hundred and eighty-seven million dollars worth of earnings uh, within within that platform. So really good uh, movement in, in terms of demand across the world. Frankly, for for the egg commodities that that our owners produce, and uh, really nice to see that strong global demand. In our nitrogen production segment, we had earnings about $97 million. That's uh, that's our joint venture we have with CF Industries, where we uh, actually have a manufacturing joint venture with CF Industries around nitrogen. And as as, as you know, and as your listeners know, high fertilizer prices um, and they're, are, are translating into high earnings off, off that segment. The benefit uh, of doing business with CHS and a cooperative is... Uh, when that segment makes good money and and you buy from CHS, you get you get to participate in that. So um, so happy to happy to see that. And then finally, in our in our subsidiaries, uh, nice continued strength within 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 that performance as well. So bringing that all together, uh, about seven hundred eighty million dollars worth of uh, earnings just for the quarter. Well, Jay, you mentioned the energy side, and it seemed like you know significant uh, improvements on that energy segment. And you alluded to global demand and and strong demand here as well in the uh, in rural America. I mean, just looking at this energy sector as a whole, what what stands out to you as to why we saw a big improvement and a big rebound here uh, in this first quarter? Well, you know, a couple things uh, I'd, I'd point to, Jesse. You know, when when COVID really came in, we did see you know some. Um, manufacturers, refiners uh, closed down or changed their operations uh, away from just the gasoline and diesel fuel that they, they produced, and that's that's creeping up supply just just a bit. Uh, and then demands just kind of came back strong uh, here 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 in the U.S. And um, you know it doesn't take a whole lot to snu- you know to snug things back um, back up when we were frankly so long uh, during during the time of COVID when people just didn't drive and and demands uh, globally as well as in the United States were were were, were just were just soft. You know, in addition, we are a big uh, buyer of Canadian crude oil. Um, mm-hmm. We we only buy Canadian crude oil and U.S. produced crude oil for our refineries, and. Um, and 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 some some of the trading opportunities within the crate, uh, Canadian crude oil provided uh, earnings for us that uh, that we were we were able to enjoy as well. 
Well, also, you know, you mentioned the fertilizer side, the nitrogen production with CF Nitrogen, uh, CF Industries. Uh, you know, I think about how fertilizer prices have ebbed and flowed a little bit. We've come off those highs recently, but still strong demand. And just thinking about as farmers get ready to plant here this spring in the U.S., the high input costs, those high fertilizer costs, they're still out there. What's your thoughts a little bit more in this uh, fertilizer sector as we as we look ahead here and move out of quarter one, shift into quarter two? Well, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll start at the offset, uh, Jesse. I'm not going to go out on a limb to say what future prices are going to be because, you know, uh, frankly, we, there's just so many dynamics going on around the world. It's very, mm-hmm. very difficult uh, to kind of forecast what, what they would what they would be. I, I guess what we're saying to, uh, to, to, to producers is we have the fertilizer today. We will have it in the, in, in, in the spring, but we know our pricing and, and, and so forth today. Um, there's just a lot of variables between now and when people hit the fields that um, they could go a number of different ways. And, um, you know, that's everything from river conditions and high, ri- high water or, or mm-hmm. not. Uh, global supply of fertilizer, particularly in parts of the world where natural grass prices are so significantly higher than they are here in the U.S. and, and do they produce as much? Um, and 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 all those kinds, those types of variables really create questions. I think going um, going forward in terms of what do we think pricing uh, pricing is going to be? And so people are frankly, I think, uh, playing it a little closer to the vest. They're taking product in, I think, more continually. Um, just just knowing, okay, I know what the circumstances are today. I can see what the forward prices are, and I can make some marketing decisions as well as some cost of input decisions. Jay, some other news I want to touch on with you as well. I know CHS announcing their expansion of uh, a joint venture, Temco LLC, and uh, adding in a Cargill-owned export grain terminal in Houston, Texas. Talk a little bit about this and some of the expansion of uh, Temco here a little bit. Can you give us some background on it, Jay? Yeah, I sure can. We have a, a longstanding joint venture with 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 Cargill. Um, they've been uh, for 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 more than a decade just a really strong partner for for with CHS and 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 we do really well together. I think uh, I think a lot of the team over over at Cargill. Um, Essentially, Jesse, you know, you, th- you think about export avenues out of the United States for grain. The Pacific Northwest is a large one. The New Orleans area is a large one. And so is what we call the Center Gulf um, in the Houston area is, is, is a large one. At CHS, we had strong export capabilities in the Pacific Northwest and in the New Orleans area. And, and this venture, uh, this you know, expanded venture with Cargill and, and Tempco, really allows that center golf export avenue to be opened up wider uh with, with, with chs so the benefit that's that's kind of the strategic reason for it the benefit for the people that own us is for those uh grain uh customers of chs whose grain is really targeted for that part of the export corridor now we have that door and we have that capability to uh, to help them do it so it's it's good for the tempco uh, venture because it's more volume through an asset and um, and it's good for our owners in that we have now that that dedicated facility that can export uh, for the grain that is aimed at that export avenue. Well, again, we appreciate the time with that. Jay Deberton, President and CEO of CHS. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jesse. You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.